Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Juliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. But today, I want us to finish our series on the Big Nine. So let's, let's just quickly summarize. Uh, we did Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide for you. You know, you've got to declare it. There's something powerful about saying, God, you're going to provide for me. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord Mahila. Something powerful about saying, God, you promised that you would heal and you will. There's not one word that will fall short that you've spoken. Jehovah Nissai, I'll cause you to win. Jehovah Makadesh, I'm going to set you apart. Jehovah Shalom, I shall give you peace. Jehovah Raha, I will lead you. Jehovah Tzikinu, I will make you righteous. And today we're going to do the last two. Jehovah Sabaoth and Jehovah Shema. Jehovah Sabaoth means the Lord will fight your battles. The Lord will fight for you. Wow. And Jehovah Shema is... I will be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm going to be with you right to the end of the age, forever and ever. How awesome is that? But today, I want, to, I want us to focus on Jehovah Sabaoth, which means I am the Lord of hosts. Believe it or not, this one covenant name of God is the most used covenant name of God in the whole Bible. 70, 270 times we read in the Bible, the Lord of hosts. That word hosts is the armies of God. So here's God saying, I lead the army of heaven. And if the army of heaven comes your way, how can you be defeated? I, I, I'm going to fight your battles. I, I'm the one who confronts the enemy on your behalf. You just hang with me. I'm the Lord who's there. You need to be there with me. Together, we're going to fight the battles. Together, we're going to win. I am the Lord of hosts. We've got to get a revelation of this. So let's open to Exodus 14 and see this revelation. Now, this is the revelation in Exodus 14, but, but, but it's, it's the greatest example that I know of, of the Lord of hosts, even though the exact name is not used. This is the manifestation of it in Exodus 14. And it's just such a beautiful verse. Verse 14 of Exodus 14. It says, the Lord will fight for you. Everybody say, the Lord will fight for me. And you shall hold your peace. You know what that means? It means, and you shall keep your calm. You shall keep calm. You shall not be stressed. You shall not lose your peace. But you shall keep calm. Why? Because the Lord will fight for you. Wow. What's the context of this? And, and then the next verse, that, that it's, there's two texts. The, the other one is the last verse of the book of Ezekiel. So if you forget that the last verse is 48.35, you just turn to the last verse in the book of Ezekiel. And right there, it says, The name of the city from that day shall be Jehovah Shema, the Lord who is there. 
And so he's the revelation of God. His name is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there. In your darkest time, he's there. In the middle of your battle, he is there. In the middle of your fight, he is there. In the middle of your bad news, he is there. In, in, in your darkest moment, he is there. Through your darkest valley, he is there. When you go through the valley of the shadow of death, he is there. When you're asleep at night, he is there. When you wake up in the morning, he is there. When you confront the worst thing that you can confront, he is there. Jehovah Shema. He is not absent. He is not away on leave. He's not on holidays. He is there. This um, text in Exodus 14 is a fascinating text. Why is that? Because the children of Israel have just escaped from Egypt through the hand of the Lord. And now they're stuck. They're stuck between a rock and a hard place. They've got the Red Sea in front of them, the wilderness around them. And, uh, and all of a sudden, Pharaoh thinks to himself, what have I done? I've just released our workforce. I've just released our slaves. The, the people that did all the menial tasks are all gone. And now we're going to have to do them. How stupid of me. I'm going to go back and, and, and bring them back. And so he unleashed his armies, his chariots. Now, how many of you know that if there ever was an unfair battle, it's the battle that was lined up between Egypt and the children of Israel. One was a megapower. At that stage, Egypt was the megapower of the planet. They had chariots, they had swords, they had spears, they had the best of everything. And there you have a nation of slaves. They had no army training. They had no warfare training. They were slaves. For 400 years, they were slaves. They had a slave's mindset. They had a slave's attitude. Everything about them was negative and slavish in their thinking. And they're confronting the mega power of the planet. How many of you know there's an unfair fight? And so, and so, how many of you know, there's a lot of panic that goes on when you look at your battle and it looks unfair. You look at your battle and you see their power and you look at your weakness. You see their ability and you look at your inability. You see yourself absolutely wrecked. There's no hope. There's no way through. There is Nothing that you can do to change this. How many of you have ever been in a situation like that? Come on, be honest. And this is where this verse comes through. The Lord will fight for you. Stay calm. The Lord's going to fight your battle. Stay calm. This is my name. I'm the Lord of hosts. I'm the Lord of the army of hosts. I'm the Lord your God, the powerful one. I'm going to fight your battle. I'm going to fight on your behalf. You don't have to fight. Just stay back. Stay calm. You're going to confront the, the most powerful force known to man. It's coming against you. It's got one ambition, and that is to destroy you. But they don't know who's on your side. They don't know. <laughs> oh, come on. If you're going to clap, make sure it's a good one. just annoyed 
Keep calm. Keep your peace. Come on, I want to speak prophetically into your spirit right now. Just open up the palms of your hands. The Lord would speak to you right now and he would say, keep calm. Keep your peace. Because I, the Lord, am going to fight for you. I'm going to fight this battle. The enemy has arrayed against you like a roaring lion. But I am for you. I am with you. I will never leave you. Keep your peace. Stay calm. Because the Lord will fight your battle on your behalf. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you about the peace thief this morning. Because there's a peace thief and there's a peace prince. A peace thief and a peace prince. Jesus was introduced in Isaiah as the Prince of Peace. There's a peace thief and a peace prince. One wants to steal your peace and one wants to give you peace. Oh my goodness. I've lived life. When you live life, I'm about to hit 60. Lots of opportunities for the enemy to steal your peace. Lots of stressful situations. I, I can still remember the 10 years when I was president of our Bible school. And the, the enemy wanted to steal that school. There were times when it seemed like we were going to lose the school. We were going to basically, it was going to be destroyed. We we're going to go bankrupt. It was going to finish up. Matter of fact, um, when, when I was given the position of president, uh, the, the leader of our movement said to me, John, you've got two years to turn this around or we're going to close it down. And so right at the beginning of the tenure, we, we were given deadlines and it was like the enemy wants to destroy this thing. But you know what? God put in our hearts that, that Australia needs a Christian university, that Australia needs a university where kids can go straight out of Christian schooling into Christian university and not lose their faith. Because the, the statistics tell us that 80% of our Christian kids that go into a secular university within two years of going to a secular university lose their faith. Why is that? Because they're bombarded by secular humanists. America's got lots of Christian universities. Australia's got two Catholic universities. And we put up a hand and we said, Lord, we want our college, our Bible college, one day to become a Christian university. Well, let me tell you, the enemy said, this is never going to happen. This is never going to happen. And so there were battles where the enemy wanted to destroy the vision right in its infancy. I, I, I want to tell you that right now, the enemy's been defeated. And this, this college is on the verge of becoming a Christian university. It is now, now self-accrediting. It's known as Alpha Crucis, 
It's self-accrediting. And that, that, what that means, it, it's that it's a university on trainer wheels. That's what that means. We've got these trainer wheels on. The government is checking out whether, whether we can handle the pressure. But I've got faith that we're going to become Australia's first Protestant Christian university because the enemy wanted to destroy it. And God said, I'll fight your battles. And Anne can tell you the nights where I lost my peace. And can tell you the nights where I just tossed and turned because the battle was intense. I, I remember at one stage we had, we had four court cases coming from four different angles trying to destroy us. And it was just totally intense. But God fought our battles. And I'm looking back now. I'm looking back now and I thought, why did I lose a moment's sleep over that? Why didn't I stay calm in the middle of that? Because God promised that he would fight my battles. And we just got to be reminded. And I'm reminding you today. I, as the word of the prophet, come and speak to you and say, the Lord would say to you, stay calm. Do not look at the enemy's strength. Look at the strength of the Lord your God who has promised that he will fight the battle for you. As you look at your stress, as you look at your enemy, it will encompass you. It will take away your peace because the enemy is a peace thief. But the Prince of Peace would want to come and put peace back into your spirit and declare to you that he's got this. He's got your battle. He's going to defeat the enemy. These things are coming down in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. So many scriptures about the Lord fighting your battle. Exodus 15 verse 3, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Deuteronomy 1.30, three times in Deuteronomy. And Deuteronomy is just is Moses' last words to the children of Israel. Three times he says to them, Deuteronomy 1.30, the Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you. Deuteronomy 3.22, you must not fear them for the Lord your God himself fights for you. Deuteronomy 20 verse 4, for the Lord your God is he who goes with you. There's the Jehovah Shema. And he will fight against your enemies. There's Jehovah Sabaoth. There it is, the Lord going with you, fighting your enemies. Come on, you've got to get this into your spirit. Ephesians 6.10 says, Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Not in your might, but His might. You want to be strong, it's not your strength, it's His strength that you need to channel into. Romans 8.31, If God is for us, finish it up for me. Come on, let me say it again. If God is for us, it's like a laughter in your spirit. You've got to laugh. That's, that's a scripture that's got to make you laugh. You know, you just got to get, if God be for us, ah! <laughs> who can be against us? How many of you want to put a laugh in the middle of that? Some of you need a bit of a laughter. Some of you have had too many tears. Some of you had too much stress. And it's time to put a bit of laughter into the equation. And here's the scripture that gives you laughter. If God be for us, <laughs> who can be against us? It's like laughing in the enemy's face. You know, shame him. I, I love uh, Romans 8.37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. We're not conquered. We're more than conquerors. 
And why is that? I, I love this illustration. I love this illustration. And come up here. <clears throat> okay. Who am I going to use? I'm going to use John McClendon. Come on up here, John. Okay. So, uh, Aaron, I want you to get the offering envelope. Just stand next to John. Okay. So, um, so you're the judge. You're the enemy. I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. Okay. And so uh, you're in trouble, John. You're in big trouble because I'm Jesus and I just got to go bang once and you're gone. Okay. So I've, but, but in actual fact, the Bible tells us that even though Jesus stomped on the enemy's head, the enemy actually bruised his heel. So there's only one person in heaven that's going to have scars. And that's Jesus. He's going to bear the nail prints in his hands. And to show you that he fought the battle on your behalf. But he won the battle. And so the judge is going to give Jesus the victory prize. So Jesus is the conqueror. He's got the victory prize. The enemy's defeated. You know what Jesus does? He finds his bride. And he says, I won the battle but now I give it to you. You've got no scars. You've got nothing. You are more than a conqueror. The church is more than... Come on, if you're going to clap, now's a great time to clap. More than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. I don't think Jesus high-fives the devil, but uh, I'm high-fiving you, John. <laughs> Thank you. Give, give my team a great big applause for their amazing, amazing prophetic illustration I love this James chapter 4 verse 7 says resist the devil he will flee from you resist the devil he will flee from you everybody say resist the devil he will flee from you he will flee from you see what happens is this we don't resist long enough for the devil to realize who's by our side see when the when the enemy attacks if we run in fear, then he wins. But if we resist and all of a sudden he begins to see, uh-oh, I picked on the wrong guy. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I, I love this. I've, I've told you the story lots of times, but I'll tell you again because it bears repeating. When, when I was a kid, I was bullied. And basically, I was bullied mainly because my surname was Juliano rather than Jones or Smith. And back in the 60s, it was, um, there was a lot of bullying against the migrant community. And that, that was the way that it was. And but my father was the first to come to Australia. He was uh, the first of his family. Then in the 60s, he started to invite his relatives to come. And, uh, and so he, on his side and on my mum's side. And, and so all of a sudden, all these cousins arrived. Now, now, the thing with these cousins is that some of them were ready for high school, but they couldn't speak a word of English. And so rather than put them into high school where there was no communication, they actually put them in primary school with me because I was the translator. And so all of a sudden, I had high school-aged cousins in a primary school. 
and I was kingpin because I was the translator. And so, um, so from one day being bullied, the next day it was like, Domenico, Antonio, and all of us, hey, cards. Is this kid giving you a problem? In Italian, of course they'd speak to me in Italian. They didn't have a clue what was being said. But I, but, but I had them trained. I mean, I had them. And um, I tell you, all of a sudden, I had respect. <laughs> Little primary school kid with respect. Now, the fact is that they didn't respect me per se because of my strength. The respect came because I had my cousins. Can I tell you something? It's not who you are, it's who's with you that causes the enemy to flee. And you've just got to resist long enough for the enemy to realize, uh-oh, 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 he's going to call Jesus. And I'm still bruising over the bruising that Jesus gave me. He will flee from you. Everybody say flee. It's not just back away slowly. You know, flee is not, we'll just back away slowly. Flee is... How many of you want to see the enemy flee? Hands in the air. Ah! Come on, that's what the scripture says. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Not just back away slowly, but flee. Why is that? Because you're calling on Yahweh Saboah, the Lord of hosts, the one who fights your battles. He's happy to step in. Hey, he's giving you problems. I fix this. I'm going to fight your battles. I'm going to fight. So, so here's the big question. So why do we have battles? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Let me give you three answers to why we have battles. Number one, it's in the challenging times that we grow and develop. You've got to get this. God's preparing you for eternity. God's preparing you to rule and reign. And if you don't have battles, you're going to be weak. No faith. Just, just not understanding that it's in the battle that you develop. It's in the battle that you grow. So many scriptures, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, talks about suffering, bringing about our perfecting and our strengthening. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 2, trials uh, produces patience and perfecting. These, these are some of the scriptures that those of you that go to Connect Group will get a lot more out of it. Those that don't go to Connect Group, you're just going to miss out. So encouragement Get involved in a connect group. You will be totally blessed. Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good. God turns everything around for your good. Whatever battle you're facing, God's going to turn it around for good. You don't grow in the comfort zone. You grow in the battle zone. And we keep backing away from the comfort zone. But the bigger the battle, the bigger the growth. And when I look over my life and I, and, and I, and I chart my growth, this is what I chart. I chart that the seasons of greatest growth were the seasons of greatest challenge. I, I, I look at a period of, of our life uh, from 1988 to 1991, three years of just incredible challenge. And I look at that and it was one of the years of the greatest growth. And I look over, even, even here over the last few years, incredible challenges, but incredible growth. And 
and, and we don't back away from our battle. We just say, Lord, you're going you're gonna to help us through this. And in the middle of it, we're not going to walk away bitter and twisted. We're going to walk away with greater faith and greater understanding because it's in the challenging times that we grow and develop. Number two, why do we have battles? Because it's in the challenge that we discover the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. I love that Psalm 34, 17 to 18. He delivers us out of our troubles. He saves us. Hebrews 13, 5. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. What's interesting that, um, how many of you remember Daniel Thornton was here a few weeks ago? And how many of you remember him singing, Great is thy faithfulness? And I'm looking around the congregation when he's singing, Great is thy faithfulness. And I've got Anne to the, um, to the right of me and I've got Helen to the left of me and they're bawling, they're crying. These girls that cry in church. And then I'm looking at myself and I don't know where the water came from but there was water on my shoes and, and, uh, and uh, everybody say, great is thy faithfulness. If you don't go through the battle... You, you don't realize his faithfulness. He comes through. How many of you had the Lord come through for you? And you know what? We took Daniel for, for lunch afterwards and he said, everyone that I know, after Anne asked him, when I die at my funeral, would you play Great Is Thy Faithfulness? <laughs> and Daniel said, everyone that I know wants me at their funeral to play Great Is Thy Faithfulness. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) The point that I make is this. That when you've discovered in the battle, in the storm, the faithfulness of God, it goes deep. It just goes so deep. And you get this incredible revelation. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And the third reason we have battles is that it's in the desperate times that God gets our attention. Oh, man. How many of you you realize that there's no chapels in nightclubs? Ever been to a nightclub and find a chapel there in the middle of the nightclub? But how many of you have been to a hospital and there's a chapel right there? Anne and I were at North Shore Hospital just the other day and they actually demolished the old hospital, but they left the old chapel. And so the old chapel is there, standing. The old hospital is gone, but the chapel is there. It's like the old hospital is obsolete, but not the chapel. This chapel is not obsolete. It's used. Why is that? Because in desperate times, people turn to God. And, you know, I I was just, you know, know, every day I phone up my mum. I was phoning up my mum this morning, having a chat with her about what she's preaching on Thursday, what I'm preaching on. Here we are like old-time preachers comparing notes. And so she's preaching on Jonah next Thursday. And, uh, and you know, as, it was, as, as we were talking, it was like God did everything to get Jonah's attention. And we were even talking this morning. You know, he sent a storm to get his attention, but he just just didn't get it. And then finally... He had to get chucked overboard, get swallowed by a whale before God got his attention. Come on, don't get swallowed by a whale before God has to get your attention. 
what happens is this is that it's in the darkest times of our lives that God gets our attention and he grabs hold of us and it's like um, in my distress Psalm 18 verse 6 in my distress in my tough time in my battle not in my good time not in my happy time but in my distress I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God and he heard me from his holy hill, from his temple. And my cry came before him. I love this about God, that in your distress, you start calling out. He doesn't block his ears. He opens his ears and he listens and he comes in and he says, we've got a battle, your battle. I'm I'm Yahweh Sabaoth. I love battles. I get to win every battle that I fight. Matter of fact, I haven't lost one battle yet. I got a impeccable record. Come on, don't you fight your battles. Call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord. I'm going to finish this morning by just saying this, and I want you to get this. I need for you to get this because I don't think there's too many people here that are not fighting a battle right now. I think, I think everybody. Would I be right in saying everybody somewhere, somehow is fighting a battle right now? And if you're not, glory to God. But one's about to come. I know you didn't want to hear that. But I'm speaking to you right now. I'm speaking to you right now. I'm speaking into your spirit right now. I'm speaking into your spirit right now. Your last chapter has not been yet fulfilled. See, you're in a chapter right now and you're facing the battle of your life. But it's not the last chapter. No, 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 no. God's, God's already written your last chapter. And in your last chapter, you get to win. You get to win. You get to win. The last chapter of your story, you get to win. See, your story's not over. Yep, you're in the middle of it. It looks pretty destructive. It looks pretty devastating. It looks like... The enemy's winning, you're losing. But you know what? David came and snatched the lamb out of the lion's mouth and then smashed the lion. Sometimes it seems like the lion's winning. I'm in the lion's mouth. It's all over. No, it's not. Call upon the name of the Lord. He will come and snatch you out of the lion's mouth. Do you know that the Hebrew boys were actually in the fiery furnace? It was like, God, couldn't you have saved them first? It's sometimes God says, I will save you in the midst of the battle, not before the battle, but in the midst of the battle. And here's the Hebrew boys actually thrown into the fiery furnace. Here's Daniel actually thrown into the lion's den. He was there surrounded by lions. Every every normal person would say, it is all over. I'm in the lion's den. But I'm telling you, it's not over until God says it's over. I'm going to speak into your spirit. It's not over until God says it's over. See, right now, you've got people saying to you, it's over, it's finished, it's, it's the end. And some of these people are voices of authority. But let me ask you a question. Are they a higher authority 
than Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. But, but John, you know, they've been right on so many occasions. Have they ever made a mistake? Yeah. Well, let me tell you someone who has never made a mistake, who has never, ever got it wrong. His name is Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. And you know what the Lord of hosts says? I'm going to fight the battle for you. Stay calm. I'm going to fight the battle for you. Stay calm. Step back and let me loose into your battle. Let me loose into your situation. Oh, but God, I've got evidence of this and evidence of that. Let God reign in your situation. And right now, you need to say, my story is not over. My story is not finished. My chapters have started and they've begun, but my story is not over. And I want to speak into your spirit right now. God is putting you through a test so you can have a testimony. And what a testimony you're going to have of, man, I thought it was all over, but my God of hosts, he came in at the last minute and he defeated the enemy. I felt like I was in the fire and I was, I was surrounded, but the fourth man revealed himself. He came into the fire with me. He snatched me out and now I've come out with not even the smell of smoke. Yeah, I was in the lion's den, surrounded by lions, but God sent his angel, closed the lion's mouth. Those things that wanted to devour me could not even open them their mouths. Those lions became like pussycats around me. The Lord of hosts came into the lion's den with me, shut the mouths of the lions, and now I am free to the glory of God, to the glory of God, to the glory of God, to the glory of God. God's going to turn your trial into triumph because there's a turnaround coming. 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 Put your hand on your heart and say, there's a turnaround coming. Come on, speak it out. There's a turnaround coming. There's a turnaround coming. Turnaround coming. I'm going to finish this morning by just saying these simple words. Jesus is our champion. is our champion. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And this morning, we're going to call upon our champion. Come and save us, Jesus. 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 Come on, close your eyes and begin to call upon the name of Jesus. 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 Come into every situation. Come into every battle. Lord, the bullies are out. To, to bully and to suppress and to destroy and to point the finger and say, it's all over. You are gone. It's finished. It's all over. There is no way through. But Lord, we just call upon you, Jesus. You're our champion. Come and help us, Jesus. The battle is yours. Would you fight for us, Jesus? Turn this thing around, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, I'm telling you, the presence of God is in this place. This presence of God is in this place. Why wouldn't you call upon the name of the Lord? Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you?
you know, today, you've got to destroy the power of the enemy over your life by calling upon the name of Jesus. Is there a foothold that the enemy has upon your life? Have you given him authority to put you down? Is there a foothold? Because for you to defeat the enemy, you've got to take away his footholds. You've got to take away his power to have authority over your life. And the way you do this is to say, Jesus, save me. Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, may the blood of Jesus cleanse me. May the blood of Jesus wash me. And he'll wash away every single foothold of the enemy. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.